Welcome to the seventh episode of Solid Rock. I am Nicole Blazik. Today is October 7th. It has been a challenging few weeks in our home, but I know that God is faithful and he's working all these things out for his glory. How was your week? Was it just one of those weeks? I'm praying and trusting with you that we keep our eyes on Christ in the midst of hard circumstances. October is Dyslexia Awareness Month. This is near and dear to my heart. Our daughter, Claire, is profoundly dyslexic. She is also profoundly dysgraphic and has dyscalculia. As an educator of over 22 years, I have taught children of all ages, grades, and challenges. I can tell you that I've never been more challenged than teaching my own child with these profound struggles. There is a lot of misinformation and lack of information about dyslexia. I've had to learn, grow, and be a student of my child. Sometimes I do better with these things than others. Claire continues to teach me daily. Here are some facts about dyslexia. One in five people are affected by dyslexia. Many people think that having dyslexia means that a person is not intelligent. Actually, most dyslexics have a higher IQ than most. Their mind processes information differently and has to work harder than other learners. Most people are left brain learners. Dyslexics are right brain learners. It's not just processing letters, sounds, and words. It is an issue with directions, working memory, struggles, retaining information and processes, and spelling. Dyslexic learners think in big pictures. They are creative. They are out-of-the-box thinkers and are able to problem solve. They love to create and see things that other people do not see. They usually have strong oral skills. Our job as educators and parents is to teach them in the way they learn best, to their strengths. This is something I'm always trying to grow in. Many people think, well, what's the big deal? It's just with school and learning. Well, dyslexia impacts many areas of life driving, fear of getting lost out in public, reading signs when out in public. Many people struggle with low self-esteem, playing sports, following directions, fear of others knowing that they are different, getting a job, thinking that they are not able to ever learn, having behavioral issues, emotional issues. These are just a few. Today, I am really excited because my daughter, Claire, joins me on the podcast. Thank you, Claire, for joining me on the podcast. Thank you for having me. I'm really excited that you were willing to share about your journey with dyslexia. Claire, can you tell me how old are you? I'm 12 years old. Very good. And what grade are you in, Claire? Um, that's a tricky question. Why is that a tricky question? Um... Since of dyslexia, I was not really prepared or ready for the grade that I am supposed to be in, so I'm not in that grade. Um, but for sports and other activities, I am in that grade. And what grade is that, Claire? Seventh. Seventh grade. Very good. Thank you. You did a good job explaining that. Claire, can you tell us, what do you like to do for fun? 
Um, play with my brother, take care of my animals, um, play with my animals, and play volleyball. Very good. Yes, you love all things with animals, any creature, big or small. For sure, you love to adopt them into our family. Our family of animals continues to grow daily. And you love your brother so much and being outside and playing sports with your siblings. You do. You do a good job at all those things. Claire, can you tell me, what are your strengths, the things that you do really well? Um, I am creative with like activities and stuff out of school. And then I like science and history because we're learning about animals in history. And I like animals. Mm -hmm. And I like science projects because they're just fun. Absolutely. Um, and I like animals and babies and... I think I do well in that. You do very well in that. Claire, what is a new thing that you tried this year that you found was one of your gifts? Volleyball. Yes. How did that feel to find a new gift that you didn't know that you actually had, but you tried it and took a risk and you found that you love it? Um, ab after watching Abby's volleyball a lot, I learned a lot of information about volleyball. And that kind of helped too when I went into volleyball. I kind of knew more than probably new people would know. Absolutely. Um, and I tried basically volleyball because I thought it was fun because I watched a lot of it. And yeah. So that is great. I'm, we're really proud of you, Claire, for trying something new. And we just could see you shine in that. And you were just being such a great leader out there and encouraging others and having so much fun. So we're really excited that you could try that. Claire, can you tell us and everybody listening what it's like for you being dyslexic? Um, as my mom probably knows, because she teaches me every day, it's not enjoyable. And I know she tries very hard to make it fun. Um, and... And what? Tell me, what do, what do you think? And so you, I, try to make it, I try to make it enjoyable, and it doesn't feel very fun. And what does it make you feel like when I say, hey, Claire, it's time to get to school? And if we're not talking about science or history, how does it make you feel? In the beginning, I'm already, like, from doing a lot of it and knowing what it's like, it's not really... A fun experience because I know that what it feels like and what um, does it feel like you used a word when we were reading our book the other day you said it was very overwhelming mm-hmm overwhelming when you see those words on a page you feel overwhelmed or if you see a lot of them right mm-hmm and how does it make you want to what does it make you want to do as soon as you see them um, just kind of think negative thoughts mm -hmm. and just know that I'm probably not going to enjoy it. 
Because you have to work a lot harder than everybody else. You just have to work really hard just to sound out a word. And it takes a lot of effort, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. So it kind of just makes you not want to do it at all, basically. So we have many days where you're like, Mom, I don't want to do it. I don't even want to start it. And you you just say, no, I don't even want to do it, Mom. Don't ask me to do it. I'll do anything else besides asking you to read. That's kind of how um, our pattern has kind of been. Um, Clary, can you tell us, how does having dyslexia affect you? Yes, it affects your... Reading. Your... Writing. And your... Spelling typing mm-hmm. um they all kind of feel the same but reading i have to try even harder than all of them mm-hmm. all three of them um but i didn't know how much like dyslexia impacted all of the stuff in life and so now like i know more about it as my mom's learning about it too and like, I, like giving an example, Clary, like when you are in sports and they're telling you how to learn how to spike and they're telling you how your feet go, what do you have a hard time with? Left and right. Left and right. Yep. And so we have to usually write something on your hand to say which is left and which is right or on your, or on your foot or something like that just to help you be able to remember which which way to go with your feet, right? So you don't draw attention to it because you don't like that, do you? you mm-hmm. No, you don't like to draw attention. Any other things, any other ways it affects you? Um, Probably like when they ask me to read and stuff. Mm-hmm. And that's probably the reason why I'm not in, um, what is it? What? School. Yeah. Like, well, well, that, well, that's one of the reasons. One reason, one reason we homeschool you is because it is for dyslexic learners, it is definitely the best to be one-on-one with dyslexic learners. And I can tailor my teaching just to you and to be able to teach you in a way that you perfectly understand and meet all of your other needs. But we have other reasons why we homeschool because God told us to and we're obeying that and many other reasons. But that's just one reason why we homeschool you, one, and the rest of your siblings. Uh, Claire, can you tell us a little bit about um, what are some of your greatest challenges that you have? And Mm -hmm. it can be be with dyslexia in learning or it can be with dyslexia when you're out and about, out of the house and learning. What are some of your greatest Um. challenges? Uh, probably knowing that there's words all around, mm-hmm. everywhere. Um, but probably inside school, mm-hmm. all the things that I already said. Yeah. And then outside of school, just looking at all the words and not knowing to be able to know what they are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's very frustrating. I remember this. This summer, we went out to eat on our, on our trip when we were going out west, and we got the menus. And you got your menu, and you looked at me, and I looked at you, and you were like, Mom, you know, and you were frustrated because you couldn't read what the menu said, and you just wanted to be able 
to read what the menu said and your brother was reading it and you were frustrated like why can't I just read my own menu why do you have to tell me what it is and you were frustrated with that do you remember that Claire no (laughs) you did your dad was there I remember it very clearly Mm -hmm. but that was just an example of sometimes being out and when you said words are everywhere just how that kind of affects you sometimes Claire, do you have any fears with dyslexia or some of the other challenges that you have? Do you have any fears? No. You don't feel... Not right now, but probably when I get older. It's a little bit older. You might have... I have to worry about, like, driving and stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, Claire, what, do you have anything else that you'd like people to know about dyslexia? Um, I would say, like... Talking to the parents, probably. Um, Let your children teach you. I couldn't agree more with that. They probably know more because they know how it feels. Claire, Claire, thank you so much for sharing that because I'm going to tell them what happened yesterday, Claire. I got frustrated the day before yesterday. I were trying to read, and Claire was just kind of shutting down, and I was just frustrated. And... um, I didn't handle it so well. And the next day, I said, Claire, will you go on a little date with me? And um, I took her on a little date, and we got some donuts and some something special to drink. And I just said, Claire, I'm really sorry about yesterday. I didn't handle that very well. Will you please forgive me? And I said, Claire, what can I do better? And she told me, she said, Mom, I got overwhelmed when I saw all those words. When I see the list of words, I get overwhelmed. And Claire said that so well because Claire is my best teacher. No matter if I read things, learn things, different theories, different ways to teach her all these different things, Claire is my best teacher. And she reminds me, and I tell her to remind me, because sometimes mom forgets when I'm teaching all the rest of the kids and doing many things, I just kind of get going. And she says, I told her to tell me, mom, stop, listen to what I'm saying. I'm overwhelmed or I need a break or I need to do this or that. And Claire and I got to talk about that, and she um, reminded me of that again, and we got to pray together, and we got to start over, and we had a really good day yesterday. So Claire, thank you so much for sharing that because that is like probably one of the biggest things I've been learning as a teacher and as your mother, those two things. So thank you so much. Claire, last question for you. Claire, sometimes we, I know that you've felt sad and down and kind of low about yourself because of your dyslexia it kind of sometimes has made you feel that you you know weren't as good enough as other people or you compared yourself with other people because they could read and do all the things you couldn't do at whatever ages we know that comparison always will bring us down but clary who does god say that you are claire who does god say you are um his child Yes, he says you're his child. Does he have a good plan for you, Claire? Yes. Yes, these things have been allowed that you have challenges, you have struggles. We know many people have different struggles and different challenges too, but God is going to work through those challenges. Even you sharing about it today helps other people understand where this has been something that is very that many people did not understand. Now people, because of you sharing that, will be able to understand what it's like and be able to, um, if maybe their child has it, 
understand how to best love and help their child, just like you're saying right now. But our identity is not found in our challenges or our struggles, right? It's mm-hmm. not. It's found in who, Claire? God. Yes, it's found in God. Thank you, Claire. You can go. She did a great job. Thank you so much. Claire is one of my biggest gifts that God has ever given me. Uh, he is one of the, she's been one of my greatest challenges in teaching me so many things. And I learn daily from Claire. I just want to encourage you that no matter the challenges or circumstances or things that have happened to us or achievements or social status, looks or material possessions, being an athlete or your past, these things do not define you and give you your identity. When we confess with our mouths that Jesus is Lord and receive that free gift that Jesus died to give us to take away our sins and believe that he rose again on the third day, defeating death, we will have eternity with him. We will become a new creation. We will find that our identity is in Jesus Christ. There are over 160 verses in the Bible that talk about our identity in Christ. That means Jesus really wants us to know who and whose we are. I think it is a struggle for many of us to have your identity in Christ means that you're placing your confidence for life and eternity in the Lord Jesus. We are being formed into the image of Christ and want others to see him through us, Galatians 4.19 says. Here are just a few verses on who and whose we are. We are God's handiwork created in Christ Jesus to do good works that God prepared in advance for us to do, Ephesians 2.10. Yet all who did receive him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God, John 1.12. But you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession, that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness and into his wonderful light, 1 Peter 2.9. You have not chosen me, but I have chosen you and ordained you that you should go and bring forth fruit and your fruit should remain that whatsoever you shall ask in my father's name, he will give it to you. John fifteen sixteen. May you see who and who, whose we are in Jesus Christ. May we not let anything define us, but Jesus Christ. In him, we have our true identity and may we walk in who he made us to be. May you be encouraged today. Let us pray. Lord Jesus, we just thank you so much for these words of truth, Lord God, that no matter our circumstances or our challenges or our struggles that we have, Lord God, that we can find our true identity in what you have done for us on the cross and rising again, forgiving us of our sins. And Lord Jesus, we can find our true self and our truest identity in you, Lord. You make us a new creation. We thank you, Lord Jesus, that those things don't have to define us, but only you do, Lord. We thank you for all of these things and for all that are listening. I pray you bless them and you keep them. And may they know the hope in you, Jesus Christ. Amen. Thank you all for joining me and especially my daughter, Claire. It's always a blessing and a privilege to be with you. Thank you for sharing the podcast. You can find me on Spotify, Anchor, and Overcast. I hope you have a great week. And I'll see you soon.